Hello and welcome to Close Calls on the 42.E brought to you in association with Air Sport. Thank God it's Friday so we can look forward to the biggest sporting event event of the weekend and it is of course the All-Ireland Ladies Football Final between Dublin and Mayo. Uh, joining me, Gavin Casey, in studio here in the uh, Journal Towers is Emma Duffy of the 42.e. Emma, how are things? Are you excited? Gav, I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. Really looking forward to Sunday night. Yeah, you've been buzzing all day. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was going to the game with you. I'd say you'd be a bit of, be a bit of crack on, on oh, Sunday. Oh, big all right. time. But uh, we are delighted to be joined also by uh, the all-rounder, former rugby star, or current rugby star, sorry, former Dublin All-Ireland winner, Lindsay Peet, uh, also a basketball international and a soccer <laughs> underage international. God knows how she has a time to even speak to us. But Lindsay, how are things? <laughs> I'm good, Gavin. Thanks, really, for having me. Yeah, are you uh, You're looking forward to the weekend, I suppose? You're going to the game yourself, I believe? I am absolutely buzzing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised now if I have the boots in the bag and I won't need an <laughs> invite and I'll uh, try and get out onto that Croke Park pitch on Sunday. But um, no, really, really excited for Sunday. And yes, I'll be there. Super. Um, I suppose let's crack on. So, guys, and we'll talk about the game Um the big uh, thing for me, I suppose, is Cork aren't there, but it does open uh, op- open the window for both these teams, teams that have been probably searching for All Ireland's um, in Mayo's case for fourteen years, in Dublin's case for seven. I suppose, which team do you think mentally, Lindsay, are, are kind of um, in a better place here? Like Dublin, having been in finals and lost them, and now they have this chance to finally get over the line against another team, or Mayo kind of coming in a little bit maybe not quite fresh because they've been there or thereabouts but haven't been in finals I suppose as recently um, which team do you think is better suited to do it on Sunday? Uh, personally I think Dublin are better suited mentally to do it on Sunday um, I was only actually reading Keno Sullivan's article last week saying that you know after being in so many finals you just become accustomed to your routine and the build up and embracing people banging on your bus and so this will be won't be new to Dublin like they've done it for four years and even though they've lost it you know that build up and that excitement will be taken away a bit from them and um, I don't feel they'll pre- feel the pressure from that side of things however you know they will feel side pressure possibly from the fact that they have been in four uh, all lines in a row and lost them so um, well three previous and this being their fourth sorry so um, I do think they're going to be better prepared mentally because I think Mayo haven't been there in 10 years and they will have to deal with the bigger build-up and obviously the occasion on the day and obviously going into the big chasm that is Croke Park with a big crowd roaring at them. So uh, I think Dublin slightly edged on that side of things. Is there a danger maybe that, uh, look, Dublin aren't obviously going to take Mayo for granted remotely, but just because they're so used to coming up against Cork in these finals that they might even subconsciously view Mayo as a bigger opportunity to finally get it done for the first time since 2010, where not that they'll take their foot off the gas or anything like that, but just that sort of change in scenery might detract a little bit from from their focus or their preparation. Or maybe they might get a bit giddy. Uh, I wouldn't think so. I think, you know, Mick Bowen himself is a professional man. He's had experience with the men's and obviously Claire's football and obviously he previously took Dublin women's and he won't let the girls fall short of that. Um, They're a young squad. They've been in minor finals. They've won All-Irelands. They've obviously lost many seniors. So I don't think they'll take Mayo for granted. And let's not forget there's just been a point between the teams in the last two meetings. Mayo tip uh, overcoming Dublin in the league in Croke Park and obviously last year Dublin getting out out, of, out the gate by the skin of their teeth mm-hmm. by a point in the All-Ireland semi-final so no they won't be taking Mayo for granted but I do think on a psychological basis that I, the fact that they're not playing Cork I think they possibly could be more relaxed in themselves and not be afraid to play and just leave everything out on the pitch 
Emma, they've had uh, different paths to the final, of course. Mm, of course. Uh, who do you reckon is better suited in that regard? Like, uh, I suppose the more battle-tested team or the team that have kind of coasted their way through? Yes, I think that... Look, I think Mayo have had a really testing path to the final. You know, it can't be denied that they did beat Donegal, they did beat Cork. They are huge, huge results, um, you know, and nice to have under their belt mentally going into the match. But then again, an All-Ireland final look, it's what happens on the day that counts, I think. Um, Dublin, meanwhile, you know, they dominated Leinster as they do kind of year in, year out. Um, then they had Waterford, uh, coasted through that pretty much, and then Kerry in the semi-final. And I think that Kerry match was actually, it was quite a statement as well, you know, to clinically put five goals past them. Um, and we have to remember that Kerry beat Cork in Munster. Like, you know, the championship has been a bit crazy this year. Like, you know, Kerry beat Cork in Munster, then Galway beat Mayo in Connacht, and then... Mayo actually be Cork so you know things are kind of all over the place um, which is making for a really interesting battle on Sunday 100% Lindsay from a player's perspective would you rather have that path to the final that Mayo have had where they've overcome challenges and I suppose you, you uh, gain a sense of fortitude and, and togetherness through that or maybe coming in like slightly fresher from Dublin's perspective in that they haven't quite been tested to the same extent uh, personally, I'd probably rather, from a player's point of view, uh, Mayo's road um, to the final. Um, the fact that they put in such huge performances against who I personally tipped Donegal to really get to a final, I thought they were very impressive in Ulster. And then, to be honest, Mayo just really brushed them aside and, and really sent out a statement, as they did against Cork. So you do want the tougher teams to galvanise you mentally. Um, and I just think Mayo have, have built in every game. Um, and like Emma said, like... Uh, Galway beat Mayo and then Galway went and lost to Cork who, who put six goals by them so it is all about on the day um, but I think from a mental point of view and confidence and just knowing that you've come up against big opposition um, I would have preferred Mayo's route to the final Yeah well we mentioned before we came on air guys like that this one is sort of sizzling nicely mm -hmm. ahead of Sunday there's been a managerial war of words which are uh, pretty hard to beat in All-Ireland final week but um I would kind of question, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but I would question why Mick Bowen would make Cora Staunton angry ahead of an All-Ireland <laughs> final. I mean, you're taking a huge risk there, surely, Lindsay. Oh, huge risk. And let's be honest, like uh, Cora's played for 21 years now at championship level. She's 66 championship games under her belt. She's well, well tested at this. People have tried to annoy her year in, year out. And, you know, sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. But... The core this year seems very relaxed and very focused and I just hope Mick's comments don't backfire on Sunday and she, he, they get, he gets the opposite effect. But I mean, you know, if you look at professional players, people try and go out and annoy Cristiano Ronaldo because he is the key and Cora is the key, one of the keys to this uh, Mayo team. She'll be the key to the success on Sunday. So, I mean, do you take that gamble? Probably. I mean, he, you know, I don't think he meant it in any way of an offensive thing, but um, she's just such a serious player with a lot of experience and she knows how to play the game yeah. and she knows how to win herself frees and she's such a clinical free taker. So, you know, she just uses her experience and I think really that's all he meant by it. But um, as I said, you, you do like a bit of build up to an all Ireland final. No, definitely. I mean, Cora certainly knows how to play the game. I think Mick is probably playing the game there yeah. himself a little bit. But I know Peter Lee, <laughs> Mayo manager, didn't take too kindly to his words, Emma. No, he did not. You know, he kind of said it was an outrageous statement. It was derogatory. It was insulting. Um, but I don't know, as, as Lindsay said, I don't think... Mick really had kind of any malice in the comments, you know, but it is kind of... Why make them then? 
Well, that is true, but you know, when things are said like that, you know, it does add spice, definitely, oh, yeah, coming yeah, into Sunday, I think. Uh, you know, it's nice to have that kind of off-the-field excitement, uh, kind of a bit of mind games, because we don't see that, you know, in ladies' football, really. Yeah, so I suppose looking at Cora then, uh, depend, like, we'll see how she gets on. I, I don't think she necessarily needs to be, um, mm. or needs more reason to be fired up for <laughs> Sunday, but... Who do you reckon guys is going to mark her? Lindsay, we might start with yourself. Like, how do you handle Cora? And obviously then you've got this supporting cast, particularly this thing risen to many occasion and, and it's no longer a kind of a one-woman show there. No, and I think we've seen that with Cora's move from sort of the half-forward line into the full forward. Now she doesn't have to do all that work of winning the ball and creating her own scores. She's players like Sarah, uh, Sarah Rowe, the Kelly sisters, who are well able to win ball and get ball into her and will work off her. Um, and you want her in near the goal so she can just turn and do that less work. Who do I think will mark her? I think it'll be Sinead Finnegan to start off. Um, I think Percy, knowing Sinead as well as I do, she is such a good man marker. She's well able to stay with her. She reads the game very well. Uh, but she has her work cut out on Sunday and she won't be underestimating what Cora can do herself individually and what she'll do for the Mayo team. So I think definitely she'll start on her and um, it'll be her job to be disciplined and and just stay with her and, and pick her timing as did Breed Stack did a very good job in the semi-final mm-hmm. on her and she was very disciplined and kept and mm-hmm. waited until it was the right time to make the tackle you don't want to be you know people will be fired up and that's the good thing from Sinead's point of view she's very level-headed she won't like myself let the blood rush to her head and go all gung-ho um, and risk any yellow card or give an easy freeze to Cora who'll just pop them over the bar so um, I think it's Sinead's job on Sunday. Yeah, I think Lindsay last year it was um, Sinead started on her and then Sinead Goldrick moved back and they kind of double teamed on her in that semi final last year. Um, so, you yeah. know, there are different possibilities, but as you said, you know, Cora is the type of player that she kind of just frustrates her marker. So she's happy to hold on to the ball, but the defender on her has to be patient because, you know, if you kind of lose the cool, give away a free, it's over the bar pretty much. Yeah. And we've seen that last year. I thought Dublin at times were wasteful in possession and gave away easy frees. And I think the turning point in that game was um, Aileen Gilroy getting carded um, and sent off. And as I said, then Sinead Ahern with, with nerves of steel to, to seal a free to, for the win. So there'll be very little. It'll be small, small margins on Sunday. And as I said, it'll be key to how we handle Cora on the day to how she influences the game and obviously what she does when she gets the ball herself. Yeah, before we move on to, the, I suppose, the tactical element of the game, um, Lindsay, put, uh, just on the, I suppose, in the, in the likelihood that this is the last time we see Cora in, in, in the green and gold, um, depending on what she decides. Green and probably, gold? Or, sorry, the yeah, green and red, <laughs> green and gold. Yeah, she'd probably kill me for saying that. Apologies, Cora, if you're watching. But uh, on the off chance it is, uh, the last time we see her for Mayo or in the likelihood, Put her legacy into perspective, like as a, a former fellow player, because I know there is an enormous amount of respect for her within the game, of course, from from players. But there's also been like I remember chatting to Preach Corkery last year, who said she'd saved some of Cora's comments in uh, on her phone as a kind of a motivational tool. You know what I mean? Um, how will she be remembered by the players that she played against? Um, but she she will be the pinnacle. She's that opponent you want to take down, but you always want to play against. Um, as I said, she started and played 66 championship games, and in those 66, she's been held scoreless twice. Like, that's phenomenal. Um, I think there was a figure thrown out this week of 59 goals and over 476 points. Like, again, that's <laughs> phenomenal. 
you know, like when you put the stats down, like that is ridiculous. Yeah. And besides whether she's a man or a woman, what she's done for this game over a 21 year career, hopefully possibly more is being exceptional because every time she raises the bar, because let's be honest, from where the game was in 1996 to where it is today, it has really taken off and the standards of players and training and the athletes we're seeing now every week in championship football has risen. So for her to continue that rise, um, as I said, is she's the standard setter. Um, she's the player you want to play with. But if you're an opposing player, you're the one she want, you, you know, she's the player you want to take down. Um, and secretly you want to emulate and take um, take pointers off and see how she handles herself. So what she's done for the game is, you know, we'll never forget mm-hmm. it. And she's in the GAA Hall of Fame for that reason. Mm-hmm. So... Um, hopefully, as I said, she won't hang up. But I do think it's been a long career for, her and you know, it has to end someday. And you know, if they do win on Sunday, I think it will probably be a nice send off. Obviously, as a Dublin experience supporter, I hope that isn't the case. But um, but yeah, she's she's a legend. Yeah, big time. It's difficult to put ourselves in in course. She's a course. But mm-hmm. say if Dublin were to get over the line against Mayo on Sunday. Do you reckon there's a chance she gives it one more year? Like I know she came very close last year to calling it, but just said she'd have one last stab at it. Do you then have another one? Look, it's Cora Staunton. Like, it's true. You know, there is that burning desire in her to win and to succeed. And she's said it before, she'll say it again. As long as she's enjoying her football and she's fit to play, she's going to keep playing. And I wouldn't rule out another year. If yeah. you know, depending on the result on Sunday, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, at the end of last season, uh, you talk about mind games and some of the Mayo players. Sarah Rowe uh, on her Snapchat story, I think, had uh, <laughs> videos of uh, of the players drinking <laughs> retirement drinks for Cora. So uh, a lot of uh, probably false hope for Wouldn't some of the like uh, opposition players. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say any excuse from Sarah Rowe it could be someone's birthday next week, and that you know, it's just any. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I suppose tactically, talk us through this one. Like we were kind of saying that let's we're hoping it's not going to be an overly defensive mm-hmm. game, and I think Mayo in particular. Like if you look at their running game, yeah, there is the opportunity here to, for an absolute barn burner to break out just stylistically in terms of how they match up. Talk us through maybe Mayo's setup, and, and we'll ask Lindsay then for Dublin's perspective on it. Yeah, I suppose. Look, I think in games in any game uh, look the midfield battle is important and you know it is cliche and it is kind of said that you know the game will be around one around the middle you know the half forward lines half back line and the midfield will have a big say in things but I think this game it really is heating up that way Aileen Gilroy and Fiona McHale in Mayo's midfield have been phenomenal so far this year and Lauren McGee a young player and Alwyn Carey they're both named to start as it is but mm. you know anything could kind of happen with Dublin I'm sure Lindsay will bring us through that now yeah. but uh, looking at Mayo this year I've been very impressed by them um, I thought they were brilliant against Donegal that day their, their inside forward line I suppose um, you know over the past few years it has all been always been about core and that can't be denied but younger players like Sarah Sarah herself uh, like Neve Kelly and like Grace Kelly the two sisters just to name but a few they've kind of stepped up to the mark and they've kind of backed core up big time and then yeah I suppose that running game is quite dangerous but Dublin have kind of one of their own as well mm, that's true yeah Lindsay um, Dublin how do you reckon they're going to uh go into this one how are they going to approach it and even counteract what uh, counteract rather what Mayo are bringing to the table it's funny because I do think both teams play very very similar they move the ball very quick they're very fit they can attack from deep and um, we've seen with both teams they can attack from just deep inside their own half and score phenomenal points so and um, they can also move the ball quickly and then have intricate play between their forward lines so 
it's funny because both forward lines that you know are going to be very dangerous the same with the half back lines from their attack but um, to echo what Emma said, I think it's going to be the midfield battle. And I think Fiona McHale, with all her years' experience, you know, just like Cora knows how to play the game. Um, and boy, has she found a partner in Aileen Gilroy, who I think is a phenomenal athlete. Like, look at her goal from Cork. Um, ran the half of the pitch and what a finish. Um, it would be the one, you know, I was thinking about this, what's the one area I feel would affect um, both teams? And as I said, they mirror each other very similarly. It'll be the midfield battle. Mm. Um, I think Lauren McGee is a young Fiona McHale. There's, she's balchy, you know. She is balchy, um, but is she just raw? And so is Alwyn. They're both just in twenty and twenty-one, uh, whereas Fiona is in late twenties, early thirties, and obviously Aileen is a young player. But I think um, their partnership has one that has stood out. I mean, they absolutely destroyed the Donegal midfielder of uh, Karen Guthrie. They Cork didn't really have a set midfield with them. Um, and I think this is only the second time that this has been the same Dublin team that has started uh, consecutive matches. So um, I think I'm hoping Mick will stick to the tactics that have got him here today and to play quick, free-flowing football and be very defensive, let the players look after their own individual players and when they win the ball, make use of it exactly like they've done. Um, Dublin have scored freely uh, in all of their matches, uh, especially with goals. So... Um, I'm hoping it's more the same on Sunday but as I said I think it'll be the big battle that'll change the game uh, or swing the game will be midfield I think as well um, Sinead O'Hearn will have a big impact on the game you know she's been playing out of her skin this year has to be said Um, and you know there is kind of this whole hype around Cora going into the match but look look what Dublin have on the other end they have Sinead they have other forwards look at Nicole Owens has been playing brilliant stuff Um, other girls looking to kind of get over the line on Sunday but um, yeah Sinead I think will have a big say in the game on Sunday I think she will, and I'm glad you t- touched on that because I think it's been one of our best seasons since she come back after having obviously the year out mm-hmm. um, after we lost in 2014. But to be honest, um, Nicole Owens has really matured into something who was a very raw footballer, and I think she's really matured for her age, and she's she's a real real threat. I think Noel Healy as well, who had two three against mm-hmm. Westmeath. Um, I think Neve McAvoy going in as full forward. I think the same thing. She's a very skillful player, but she'll also win dirty ball and the two girls will come off. I think the biggest switch for me this season is to see Noelle Healy in the full forward line. Um, Noelle is a phenomenal player and really can play anywhere. Has obviously played midfield last year. She's played at centre half back. But for me, for her speed to win ball, to take on players, and then obviously again matured with her decision. And that's been another big thing with Dublin this year. Up to this year, there's been the same mistakes over and over again, and they play the same way. And there's something just a little bit different about this Dublin team. It's not the same mistakes we've been making in years previous that obviously have lost us three in a row. Um, So I think those those players will stand out. And I think, yeah, I think Sinead will have a big impact. But I think the players around her like for core will also play a big part yeah we'll see how it plays out uh, Charlie Byrne has commented he says or maybe she says on the Jackies a win this time uh, that is Charlie's prediction uh, Emma I might get yours and then ask uh, for Lindsay's oh. to see us off how do you reckon it's going to go who wins and why I hate being put in these positions guys. No, I actually didn't even warn you I was going to do this <laughs> no, I apologise you did not um, but look I suppose you know it is It is the big question um, look my heart's saying Mayo um just Lindsay looks cross. Fr- sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> from from what I'm I've seen of them this year, I think they have been impressive. They deserve their spot in the final. Um, you know, but then again, Dublin 
they're just this clinical force this year I feel but then again it will it will be interesting to see how Sunday goes because I don't think they've been truly tested so I know I'm really on the fence here <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lindsay put some clarity on it will, will you please I will I'm going to say Dublin by two oh um I echo everything that Emma said. I think uh, Mayo are hugely deserving of their place in the final. I think it'll be hopefully a cracking game if both teams stick to the free-flowing football they've been playing. Uh, we haven't been tested, but I do think that they're hurt over the previous three years. Um, I'll show you the scars, except, you know, it'd be inappropriate <laughs> for TV. But uh, we do hold them, and I think those those scars and that hurt and all that um, experience through those losses will stand to us on Sunday. Very good. Well, Lindsay P, thanks a million for joining us on Close Calls. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game and our best to Young Barra as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Hopefully Dublin win. But thank you very much for having me, guys. Not Cheers, at all, Lindsay. Not at all. Emma, thanks a million. Thank you, Gavin. That is all we've got time for on Close Calls this week. We will be back in two weeks' time, I believe, to look ahead to Ireland's World Cup qualifiers. Our thanks, as always, go to Airsport and a thanks to yourselves at home for watching as well. Enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, and until a fortnight, uh, fortnight's time, rather, uh, see you then. Cheers. Thank you.